Hello, and welcome to Remember God Loves You, and I'll meet you at the finish line. I hope you guys are having a fantastic day, because I know I am, because today is a day that the Lord hath made, and we shall rejoice and praise and be glad in it. And God is good all the time, and all the time, God is good. You know, <clears throat> we are going to actually dive right on in to the battle of the mind. And what does that really mean for us? And it's per se... To me, battle of the mind, it means cultivating an emotional maturity. We all go through that in our stages where we have to mature in our walk. We have to mature with our um, how we interact with people as time goes on. And we also mature just, you know, throughout our life. You know, we're always maturing. But there are times in our walk of faith that we can stay at an adolescent way. And we have to try to break through of that. And we have to try to grow stronger in acknowledgement of Jesus Christ. And I think it's so important. And with this in mind, let's start off with a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for bringing us together. We thank you that we can just come here in reverence of you, Lord. We come here in knowing that you are an awesome God. Lord, we just are so blessed that we can be in your presence at this moment. We are blessed that you love us like you like your children do. May you guide us and protect us through, um, through this very great episode, Lord. And help us to witness to others. Take an opportunity to share the gospel to somebody who might not know who you are, Lord. May you guide us and protect us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. So if you have your Bibles open, we're in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 5. And this states, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. And last but not least, we also have James chapter 1 verse 5. It says, if any of you lacks, lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to all uh, liberally. And without reproach, and it will be given to him. So, how does this correlate with your life? And how does this correlate with my life? Well, one thing is that we are all emotional beings, and our emotions steer us in many directions, affecting our mood, tone, and behavior on a daily basis. Many are taught from childhood that emotions are bad, so we invest considerable time trying to ignore them in the hope they will just go away they don't sim- they don't i hate to say it uh, they simply hang around like annoying backseat drivers blocking our ability to build and maintain good relationships if we allow our uh, internal chatterbox voice uh, will transmit negative thoughts about itself and the people around us such lies impact on our expectations, govern our behavior, and lead us to a view experiences in a way that reinforces those lies. The lies become repetitive loops, playing with our thinking, and when left unchecked, become constraints, choking the abundant life God intended for us. Jesus described Satan as the father of lies. And much of our stress, anxiety, and negative responses to situations flow from believing Satan's deception. 
Before we continue on, have you before let's let's pause. Okay. Have you ever like had you're so upset and that you are like uh you did not, you know, you're afraid to cry or you're afraid to show any kind of feelings. Has that ever happened to you? Well, to me, I tried to there are times in my life um when I tried to be somebody that I'm not. You know, there are times in my life when I um, became callous to a certain sin because, you know, of the lies that was put in my head. You know, one of the famous lies that we're given is, well, we're not perfect anyway, so God and God is going to forgive us. Any, so that's another lie. Or another one is, well, we're all humans. You know, we're not Jesus. Well, you can be like Jesus. I wouldn't say you can be like Jesus. You can um, tr- persevere to be like Jesus, but none of it will all fall short. And how can we be like him? What is number one is truly asking for forgiveness and repentance of our hearts. And when we do, we are asking God to change our life. We're asking God to impact us in a multitude way. And we're also asking God to develop our love relationship for him and get a fire unto him. And so that's why I think it's important as disciples and followers of Jesus Christ that we try to live that day and break those lies. Because there'll be one day where you'll be caught off guard and you've taken your last breath and you forgot to ask Jesus forgiveness because you have a mentality thinking, oh, well, I'll ask Jesus forgiveness on Sunday. But that will catch up to you one day. But I'm not going to be discouraging. You can always, we always can change. And that's the cool thing about it. So in continuation of the great news, the good news um, is that we have Christ in us who combats any scheme that Satan tries to play in our minds. Anytime you revisit your past without remembering how God sees and loves you, you subject yourself to the spirit of deception, which is why we must guard against having any self-talk that differs from God's truth. When we learn how to understand and develop our emotional responses, we increase our ability to be relational. And one thing that I have to say to this, here's why this plays important to me. You know, because I never through I never knew that Jesus truly loved me until like I accepted him. But this is one of the biggest lies that sin has ever thrown at us. If Jesus loves you, then why do bad things happen to good people? I mean that's realistically, let's think about it. That's one of the biggest lies and biggest deceptions that sin has for any for anyone that's trying to follow the footsteps of Jesus or accept him as their Lord and Savior. Well, number one, there's three things that you can say to them. Number one is Jesus, when we live in a sinful world, we live in a world where people are given free choice and free will. Because when we understand the concept of free will, we understand that, you know what, we're not robots. We were not made robots. Adam and Eve had an opportunity to um, 
to not eat of the apple. They have that opportunity. They have the maturity in them. But it's because of this because of the deception that sin played upon them and gave them that where they fell and stumble. Number two to their so called oral arguments of stating, Well, if Jesus loves you, why you know, why do bad things happen? Well, there's a time and a season for everything. God gives us certain challenges. He gives us certain storms of life. You know, the biggest, the one that I would refer back to is Job. Look at Job. He was a man of God. He pursued, He was the one that pursued God's own heart, along with King David. But you look at Job, a blameless man. And Satan said to him, what can I do? And God said, you can take away anything because he's going to be devoted unto me. But one thing that you cannot do is take his life. So, of course, there was, uh, they agreed. And what happened is Job literally lost everything. He lost his family. He lost everything. And if there was one man that should be bitter, it should have been Job. But he could. Job wasn't bitter at God. He praised him. He gave glory unto him. Because he knew that he was going through a, a circumstance. He knew that God had a bigger purpose for him. While other friends and uh, his friends and his other neighbors, I think, mocked him and said, well, if you have a loving God, then why is he putting you through this? And I could ask the same thing in your life. You know, I can't explain why you lost your job. I can't explain why you're going through some terminal illness. All I can tell you is God loves you. And that deception of lie of thinking, you know what, if God truly loves me, why am I going through this? You're going because there's a purpose. There's a purpose to everything in life. You know, there is purpose in uh, going to work. What do you go to work for? You go work to uh, get an income. You go to work to uh, support your family, to support your life even. That's what you do. So there is a purpose in everything. And you never know what kind of people you're going to interact with. If you're going through um, chemotherapy, if you're going through um, rehab, if you're going through um, a plethora of things, think of the interactions you're going to have. Think of the people that are going to be touched by your story. And uh, last but not least, I would have to say is that think of how your faith is going to grow. You know, and think about the people that you're going to bring to Christ. That's what the discipleship is. And that is what we call maturity and the battle of the mind. Because our mind is like a battle at the end of the day. Our mind can play tricks on us. It can say that we're God and we're not. And we, our our minds are very complex. You know, for instance, I think I told this on the previous episode. For every, there's about, we think about 13,000 different thoughts per second. 40,000 thoughts an hour. 200,000. 300,000 thoughts per day. Man, that's a lot to think about. And there's a lot to think about and to distract us. But one thing I can assure you is God still loves you. He's not going to forget you. You know, while things may look tough, you're strong in your walk with God. You love him. You look up to him. And you're not going to give up. Because you can conquer sin. And if you are if you're going through those lies, if you have those lies creeping into you, thinking, oh, you know what, I'm lonely. You know, there's no, no one to listen to. There's no one to talk to. Well, I definitely can tell you, God is there with you. That is another deception. I can list a whole bunch of deceptions. But those are the deceptions I had to conquer 
And there's new deceptions. That's the whole thing. That there are always brand new deceptions that creep into our mind. Even the strongest people with the strongest hearts of, of fire for God always have deceptions. The only time we're not going to have deceptions is when we cross that finish line. And we get to run into Jesus' arms. How awesome is that? And last but not least, as I conclude, when we, when we accept Jesus Christ, we are going to be accepting and going on a journey that he has set for us. And that's going to mature us. And the only way that we are going to not stay in maturity, is we can stay immature in our faith. And we can be lackadaisical in our faith by stating those famous phrases. Well, I'm not perfect. You know, but I still love Jesus and that there's forgiveness. That's a lackadaisy faith and that's just abusing grace. With this in mind, let's end it with a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for bringing us together. We thank you that we can just come here in reverence of you, O Lord. We're so blessed to be called your children, Lord. We're so honored to be your children. We're so blessed because you love us, God. May you guide us and protect us as we go out into the world. Help us to overcome those deceptions in our minds because our mind is like a battlefield. But we give our battle unto you, Lord. Because we can't, fight, we can't fight the battles alone. That's why we call upon you. We give our battles unto you, Father, because we know that you can conquer them. May you, Lord, uh, bless our hearts of maturity and our minds of maturity. So during those times, we know what to do, not to slip up. We can call upon you. We can call upon our friends. May you guide us and protect us as we continue the path that you have set before us. So that when we cross that finish line, Lord, we can run into your arms. And we can hear you say to us, well done, my good and faithful servant. And in Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. With this in mind, I hope you guys have a blessed day. And remember, God loves you. And I'll meet you at the finish line. Have a good day. Bye.